Hello, everyone, and welcome to another new episodes of Late Night Sprites, the chill and laid-back podcast where I talk about all sorts of fun video game topics, or nerdy topics for that matter. Hope you are having a great day, and at the time of this recording, today is October 16, 2023. We have a pretty big week this week. Spider-Man 2 is on the horizon, and I am so ready. I can't wait to play it. I love the first game. I love Miles Morales, and I even platinumed both of them. But Spider-Man isn't the topic for today. That's right. I am talking about Mario, and I'm talking about Sonic. Mario and Sonic both have two major releases this week. Sonic Superstars coming out tomorrow, and Mario Wonder coming out on Friday alongside Spider-Man. Three major games from three franchises I love and have been very invested in, some from when I was very young and one more recently, all coming out in the same week. My wallet feels nothing now because it's dead. And Mario RPG is still on the horizon, as well as a bunch of indie games and the games that are coming out next year, like Thousand Year Door Remake and Princess Peach Showtime. But I'm not here to talk about release dates. I'm going to talk about New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe plus Luigi U and Sonic Mania. Before we dive into two big 2D platformers, one from Sonic and one from Mario. I'm going to look at both of their last 2D outings. And no, I'm not comparing them because Mania would win in a heartbeat. Instead, I'm going to dive into Mario U and Luigi U because I didn't even play Luigi U when it first came out. And I haven't played Mario U since the Wii U days. As for Sonic Mania, I play that game like once a year. It's pretty short and I love it dearly. So before we head forward into this big release date and these really exciting games, we're stepping back to the last time these characters were in 2D. So a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie came out this year, as so did Little Mermaid, and there's a new 2D Mario and a new 2D Sonic game, as well as a Transformers movie. What year is this again? To, right now, I'm going to start with Sonic Mania. Sonic should go first because he is the fastest. Sonic Mania. What to say about Sonic Mania that hasn't been said? I think I'm going to focus more on my own personal experience instead of an objective review, at least of this one. Mario U might be a little bit of a different story. But when Sonic Mania was first announced, my excitement hit the roof. As a kid who grew up going to his aunt's house and playing Sonic 1, Sonic 2, and Sonic 3 and Knuckles, I got beyond excited, never really owning the games until they hit Sonic Classic Collection on the Nintendo DS, and then being very bad at them. Nevertheless, I loved all of them, Sonic 2 being my favorite because I love the fact that you can beat Sonic 2 in an afternoon, or even use the options menu to access Super Sonic early. I also always preferred the Half Pipe over Blue Sphere. But when Sonic Mania was announced, I got so excited. The sprite work, the music, the animations, it was everything I've wanted in a Sonic game. And when it came out, it was $15. One five. That is the cost of a meal at McDonald's. 
I'm talking about a nugget meal with maybe an additional burger or two apple pies and a nice large high C orange. And for the cost of that McDonald's meal, I was getting sent on a nostalgic trip with new zones through a Sonic game that I would learn to love. I bought Sonic Mania on launch day, and the second that DLC was announced and released, I purchased that as well. So we have five playable characters, Sonic, Knuckles, Tails, Mighty, and Ray. And my favorite combo to go through is pretty classic. I call it the Sonic 2 combo, which is Sonic and Tails. This game is chock full of zones from Sonic's history. Spanning back from back in the good old days, such as Green Hill Zone and Chemical Plant, to new zones like Mirage Saloon, Studiopolis, and Press Garden. Not only that, but there's a small, little, fun animated plot to, uh, you know, push our heroes along. But first, before you get to any of that, you start the game up and there's this beautiful animated intro with this amazing song. Then the title screen, which is full of life, as well as the menus, greet you into this bright and colorful adventure. Again, I was hooked from the second I pressed the start button. And I picked it for my Nintendo Switch because I wanted to play this game everywhere I went. And play it everywhere I went, I did. This is one of the first Sonic games, especially in the 2D variety, that I actually went for all the Chaos Emeralds in. The last time I did that was Sonic Colors on the DS, just because of how easy that was. But, with that being said, let's dive into Sonic Mania. As Sonic and Tails find their way back onto, I believe, Angel Island Zone, Dr. Eggman is seen doing his worst with a bunch of egg pawns. He now has a new gem called the Phantom Ruby, which can distort reality, turning those typical egg robos into the hard-boiled heavies. He now is on a conquest to take over the world with the help of the hard-boiled heavies and Metal Sonic, and you must go from stage to stage getting ready to stop him. And here's one of the first things I love about Mania Plus. What it used to be is that every once in a while in Classic Mania, you would end a stage and then Sonic would either run off to the side or it would just cut. Now every single level is connected, whether it's Sonic taking the hang glider from one of the Game Gear games or catching a ride on the ship, or just any kind of fun little transition shows him going from area to area as he chases after Eggman. Or Knuckles, who has a very fun, like, cutscene involving him and Eggman that's a reference to Sonic 3 and Knuckles in one of the best way possibles, complete with a drawing done in crayon that I love. And there's also incentive to play as Knuckles over Sonic and Tails. Not only is Knuckles, you know, rougher than the rest of them and very fun to play as, but he even has a couple different stage paths. This game is sprawling with different ways to get to the goal. The start and the end are always the same, but the way you get there is always different. And hidden throughout every stage is plenty of goodies to find, which namely come in the form of giant rings. 
When you hop into one, you will be forced to chase after a UFO, trying to collect orbs to gain speed and rings to pull up your timer. If your timer hits zero or you fall off the edge, it's GG for you. But if you manage to catch that UFO, the Chaos Emerald is yours. And if you're like me and you just know some of the earlier stages like the back of your hand, you might find yourself turning into Supersonic right in the middle of the game. Or, of course, you can just go back after you've beaten the game and gotten the regular ending and get the emeralds and then bada bing bada boom, you can start from whatever stage you want and play through the whole game as Supersonic. You're going to want Supersonic because the true final boss and true ending is locked behind Supersonic. But there are so many ways to find these ring portals, and even after being the game, they all respawn, so you can even go back to ones you found and jump into them. One of my personal favorites is in Press Garden, and you can just go down and jump into the ring and then get the emerald and try over and over and over again until you become supersonic. And it's very easy. The game is very forgiving. Yes, there are lives and continues like a classic game, but the continues don't boot you back to the very start of the game. They, If you lose all your lives and are forced to continue, you are booted back to the start of the stage. So, the game is pretty well balanced and has some good quality of life things that the Genesis games wish they had. Not only that, but there are some other fun goodies as well. You can unlock sound tests, concept art, and more but not from the bonus stages that you get the emeralds. Have 25 rings and hit a checkpoint. Lo and behold, you are sent to Blue Spear. Collect all the spears and you get a medal, which unlocks some very fun goodies. But if you are super good and get all the rings in the stage and clear Blue Spear, then you get a gold medal. Having all the medals just gets you the goodie, but having the gold medals just looks better. And you get to unlock some really cool things, including Endless Blue Spear. Yay, my favorite. <laughs> so, that's Sonic Mania in a nutshell. At least the main story. You have your different characters that all have their fun abilities. Sonic, of course, is Sonic. Tails can fly. Knuckles can glide. Mighty is basically the equivalent of the Cape Feather from Super Mario World, where once you gain enough speed and traction, you can just bebop and scat and loop-de-loop -loop your way to the end of the stage. And Mighty has an invulnerability shield. He can bounce off of spikes and hop off of them once and just, you know, boink off of them and be completely fine. All of these characters are unique and are really fun to play as. Then there's Encore Mode. Let's say that Sonic Mania wasn't challenging enough for you already. Well, Encore Mode has you finding Mighty and Ray and then going through the game as a whole again. But instead of having lives, you play as all the characters at once. So if you're playing as Sonic and you unlock Mighty through a character capsule and so on, or you unlock Tails and Ray and then you run into a big pit and die, suddenly you swap to one of the characters you have on standby, and Sonic will appear in a character capsule box, and you'll be able to get him. Therefore, moving you forward throughout the game. Encore mode is very tough, and the special stages in here are no joke. Not only are the rings placed in a different location as a whole but these special stages assume you beat the last seven in order to get the supersonic 
These are really hard. But on top of extra lives, there are, of course, TV boxes to break that give you plenty of cool added goodies from extra lives and rings to invincibility to the elemental shields, electric, um, water, and fire. The shields we all know and love from Sonic 3. This game is definitely a classic love letter to 2D Sonic in the best way possible. The sprite work is beautiful. Every boss fight is fun and engaging. Sands, oil, ocean zone, but I don't know why that stage is put in this game. The only way to make it worse is if they put Aquatic, Labyrinth, whatever. The, the one from Sonic 1 that fills up with the water and you drown all the time. And then it has a really annoying boss where it's like shooting like spears and you got to just chase Eggman up and then you hit him once and you win. Yeah, my favorite. But this game is full of charm head to toe through every stage, through the beautiful backgrounds and environments, the wonderful sprite work, the expressive character models, the fun boss fights, the creativity front to back. Yes, there these are stages that we know, but some of the changes to them just work. Like the second half of Chemical Plant being like this bouncy water stage where you change the chemicals and it will make them bounce you to different degrees in height. Like the green ones just skyrocket you up into the air. It's so fun. It's so good. I love Sonic Mania. And for the price it is and that there's even a physical one that goes on sale often or just the digital one that goes on sale often this game is definitely worth it the dlc alone is five dollars and i think the base game is 20. i think it used to be 15 and went up or it might have always been 20 but for the amount of content in this game and the unlockables this is a 2d platforming fans must and then there's the music. My goodness, this is the game that introduced me to T. Lopes. And now T. Lopes did Shredder's Revenge and is doing Sonic Superstars and Metal Slug Tactics. And I think Penny's Big Breakaway, as well as several other games. This music is beautiful. The new stages are a must to go through. And... This is what makes me excited for Sonic Superstars, because back then it made me wish for a whole Sonic game with all of these stages. Instead of Green Hill and Chemical Plant, which we had just gotten in like Sonic Generations, and then we got again in Forces. Oh no, it's Sand Hill. So different. But um, it made me wish for a game that was full of just stages like Studiopolis, Mirage Saloon, not just for their impressive sprite work and great music and wonderful environments, but just the breath of fresh air that were these stages. And then my personal favorite, Press Garden, which also has my favorite song in the entire soundtrack, Press Garden Act 2. This soundtrack is nothing to scoff at. Every piece of music, both old and new, remixed and injected with a fresh breath of air in such a way that just stands out so phenomenally well t lopes is one of my new favorite video game composers and every single piece of music that he puts his hand to is something that i like to rock out to i am still rocking out to this soundtrack all these years later 
One of my other personal favorites is the Hard Boil Heavy's boss theme. Injecting the hard energy, like just the high-octane, hardcore energy that a boss fight needs while just having the high speed that you expect from a Sonic game. These songs are so good. The gameplay, environment, just all of it is incredible. And aside from Oil Ocean Zone, this game is peak. This is a 9 out of 10. This is a 10 out of 10. And I am so excited for Superstars because of games like Mania. Mania was made by the fans. And the fact that it was officially endorsed by Sega. And now they are making Penny's Big Breakaway. What looks to be like a lost Sega Saturn game. That looked so exciting. This is a team that I can definitely put full confidence in every time they make a project. From visuals, personality, music, and gameplay, Sonic Mania still holds up all this time later. I didn't even need to play it before recording this, but I played it like a couple weeks ago, and it is still so dang good. I pick up this game all the time because as a 2D Sonic fan who loves a good 2d platformer whether indie game or made by a AAA studio mario sonic and kirby are three 2d side scrolling platformer characters that the second i see them i'm on board that being said mania isn't perfect sometimes there's collision detecting sometimes there's problems with the game sometimes it's crashed on me but a lot of those glitches have been patched out. And then there's just Oil Ocean Zone. Oil Ocean Zone is not fun. The only other problem I have is Encore Mode is like super hard. But that's an optional DLC thing. I mostly just play the main game. I don't really play Encore Mode. But yeah, this game is great. It's very hard to find any flaws in this game without coming off as someone who's nitpicking. That's how well-made Sonic Mania is. So if you have not played it somehow, I highly recommend picking it up. Especially if you love 2D platformers. Especially if you love Sonic. This is, even with Sonic Adventure 2 being like one of my favorite like Sonic games, period. Even though Sonic 2 is super fun and I still love that game and have childhood memories with. This is my favorite favorite sonic the hedgehog game this is the one that i love going to over and over and over again and i'm sure i will continue to play this game over and over again as i quietly sit and hope that after penny's big breakaway is a huge runaway success that is a critical darling in some people's game of the year maybe even mine or in my top five that this team will be given another chance to make a game starring everyone's favorite blue hedgehog so after this transition we are going to be diving from a world of t-lopes music and crazy awesome boss fights even one that involves poyo poyo don't ask questions just play the game if you haven't this crazy amazing world that is a love letter to sonic by the fans it's time to jump from a world of high octane music to Babas and Baby Yoshis. 
and a certain rabbit that loves to just walk into houses and take your stuff. That's right. After this short transition, I am going to be talking about new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe as well as Luigi U. With two big games on the horizon, two 2D platformers, it's time to do the Mario. So swing your arms from side to side and stick with me as it's time to look at Mario's last 2D outing. See you there. Thank you for sticking with the episode this far. And now it's time for new Super Mario Brothers. <sighs> okay, this franchise I have a long history with. I adored the Nintendo DS game. In fact, I got it with my first DS Lite as a kid. I loved New Super Mario Brothers and played that game for countless hours, especially the minigames, especially Luigi's Secret Underground Casino. How does he always win? Why is he so good at blackjack? Oh my. Well, I'll have to talk about that some other day. Then, New Super Mario Bros. Wii, which I had fun playing with friends also and went through. I never beat it. I kind of was just very invested in Mario Galaxy and I guess a couple other games, but I enjoyed new Mario Bros. Wii, especially with friends, and especially throwing my friends into lava pits. Then, there was New Super Mario Bros. 2 and New Super Mario Bros. U in the same year. Now, I did not get New Super Mario Bros. U at launch, but I did have New Super Mario Bros. 2, and it was fine back in the day. Like, I guess I liked it back when I had it, but even then I found myself going back to Mario 3D Land way more often than New Super Mario Bros. 2. It was fun to get all the coins, but in retrospect, it's just an okay game. Nothing special, honestly. And then New Super Mario Bros. U, which I totally overshadowed and overlooked because even though it came with the Wii U bundle when I finally got the system, complete with Mario U and Luigi U, Super Mario 3D World was out, and that was the game that made me want to get a Wii U. And at some point, I will talk about Super Mario 3D World because that game is incredible, and I still love it, and it combines 2D and 3D in such a fun and imaginative way, and the cat bell is really fun, but this isn't a new Super Mario Bros. Or a new Super Mario Bros. A new Super Mario 3D World episode. Now, is it? You know what? I'm keeping it in. I'm just keeping it in. Any flubs, any misspeaks, I'm keeping them in today. Why? Because Sonic Superstars is installing later and I got other stuff to do. So this is authentic. It's after dark, before dark. Wait, why would I say after dark? It's not a episode where I'm going to swear a bunch or make a bunch of adult jokes. It's off the cuff. It's blooper edition, outtakes included, director's cut. Welcome to the director's cut episode. So, new Mario Bros. U. I eventually did play it after I got over my obsession with 3D World. And after playing it and promptly beating new Super Mario Bros. U, I went back to 3D World, because I adore and love that game, and I kind of was over the new Super Mario Bros. formula. If I wanted a Mario World game, I 
or a Mario 2D game, I would say. I would play World or 3 or the All-Stars pack, for that matter. Or if I really wanted a different 2D-style Mario game, I would play Yoshi's Island. Or with a character from the same franchise, but also his own franchise, Donkey Kong Country. Usually for 2D platformers, I would rely on indie games and or basically old classics for new experiences. I didn't spend a lot of time with new Mario Bros. U. And then they announced it on the Switch, and I didn't pick it up. And then I picked it up, and then I really wanted other games, so I took it back and turned it in and got something else. And then they announced Mario Wonder, and I thought now was the time to play this game. New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. It is New Super Mario Bros. U with the addition of Toadette, who now has her own special power that only she can use, called the Super Crown that turns her into Peachette. Peachette, therefore, became such an iconic character that we had to put her into Mario Kart. Hashtag justice for Charging Chuck. He deserved to be in there. Or those pixel characters from Mario Kart Tour. We could have had Donkey Kong Jr., dang it. So... That being said, let's talk about New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe and New Luigi U. In New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, Bowser, along with the Koopalings who were brought back in New Super Mario Bros. Wii and then used in Mario Bros. Wii, New Super Mario Bros. 2, and New Super Mario Bros. U, basically, instead of going and kidnapping Peach, they take over Peach's castle. All of them, therefore, take over the various lands of the Mushroom Kingdom, and they throw Mario, Luigi, and two toads. According to the manual, one is called Buckenberry, and one is called A La Gold, and now Toadette out of the house. They throw them out of Peach's castle, and they are flung into a tree. They drop a bunch of the new power-ups for this game, known as the Super Acorn, which lets you glide and propel yourself once. Unless you get the powered-up version, which is like the P-Wing, where you can just infinitely glide and just swoop over an entire level. Yeah, I know Ray the Flying Squirrel came afterwards, but I still like the way he did this better. So, in this game, the new power-ups are the Acorn and Baby Yoshi. Our boy Baby Yoshi, my favorite part of this game. Baby Yoshi not only eats enemies and never grows up, not only can come in different like styles, like there's one that lights up dark areas, there's one that spits up bubbles that you can jump off of, there's my favorite one, which is the pink one, that you can use to swell up like a balloon in Hover. I love Baby Yoshi. He also sings with the music when the level... He babas. The music in this game is super generic and super forgettable and super tedious. But he babas with the music. He sings with it. And his little arms flail out. And he's like, he, he like sings. It's so cute. Yes, the music in this game is unremarkable. Graphically, this game doesn't look too bad. And there are some levels, namely the Starry Night levels, that really stand out. But this game is your standard Mario Fair, where you go from stage to stage, you deal with Boom Boom in a mini stage, and sometimes Kamek, and then a Koopaling at the end of it, each with their own theme, whether it's ice, spikes, being up in the clouds, and so on and so forth. 
Then every once in a while, Bowser Jr. shows up to make fun of you, pick you up, make you do an airship level, and then just skedaddles after you sink the airship. Much like other Mario 2D games, there are additional exits that you can find and ways to skip entire worlds and entire levels. And this game is actually kind of fun when you play as Peachette. Peachette is basically playing as Peach in a 2D game. Because they couldn't retroactively go back and make Peach playable, they had to make a new way around it, thus Toadette being Peachette. Peachette being a power-up kind of sucks, and I wish they would have just found a way to make Peach playable in a game, because that's awesome, or maybe even just go back and make Daisy playable, that would have been cool. Thankfully, both of those characters are playable in Wonder, and Bowser, instead of stealing the house or stealing Peach, just becomes the house. He's really moving on up. First, he gets a really cool car, then he becomes a house. Bowser... Bowser's almost ready to, like, really settle down and become stay-at-home dad Bowser. I hope he gets an amiibo. Um, with that being said, that is the name of the game. The other power-ups at your disposal are the typical mushroom, the fire flower, the ice flower, the mini mushroom, and for some weird reason, the propeller hat from New Super Mario Bros. Wii appears in some kind of power-up style cameo, but the propeller mushroom is worse than the acorn mushroom somehow. And both of them dwarf in comparison to Peachette. Playing as Peach is really fun. For one world, I played as Mario so I can get the standard experience. For most of the game, I played as Peachette so I could have some fun and float and do cool tricks. And for a little bit of the game, I played as Nabbit. Nabbit doesn't get hurt by any enemies, doesn't have any power-ups, and Nabbit premiered in this game. Who's Nabbit? Well, he likes going to toad houses and stealing all of their stuff, and then you chase him, and then you get a special item. Neat. Yoshis are also playable in this game, even though there are baby ones, there's also the full-grown ones. And you can just ride on them and eat fruit and get one-ups, and also just Yoshi can fling you up, and you can drop him to an untimely demise, and it's all a-okay. It's fine, because even if you beat a level with said Yoshi, he gets tired or something, and he just pieces out, and you move on. This is the game that made a lot of people, especially because New Super Mario Bros. 2 came out in the same year, believe that Mario was growing stale. It didn't help that this was the same era with games like Sticker Star and just games where Mario wasn't really standing out much. Games like 3D World at least had cool environments, cool concepts, playable Peach, and so much more. And it came the year after this game originally came out on the Wii U. This game, ported to the Switch, is fine. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. It is fine. And especially after Wonder comes out, I don't know how often I'm going to go back to this. It's just your standard fare. Grass world, desert world, ice world, beach world, toxic world, mine world, clown, cloud world. I almost said clown world. Clown World would be something else, but I think Kirby had that covered in Triple Deluxe, and that world was pretty dang fun. And Bowser World. The Bowser fight in this game is pretty unique, actually, and the final boss is really fun. The fights are A-OK, -okay, but it's very, 
very easy to stun lock these bosses. Like, super easy to stun lock these bosses. Like, I'm not just talking boom, boom. I'm talking about every single Koopaling. Jump on them, dodge the shell, let it go back and forth a little bit. And as they pop out, before they even start their next attack, just jump on them again. And then you fight boom, boom. And then you fight another Koopaling, and the cycle continues. The airship levels are really cool, and this game is fine. Graphics-wise, it looks decently, but as mentioned earlier, the music makes me want to fall asleep. The music in the new Soup games is super repetitive. Even though it's really fun that the enemies bounce or dance to the music, and we got a meme out of Dancing Koopa, one of my personal favorites just being... Like the Koopa going through whatever crisis and then being forced to dance because the music goes bop, bop. My favorite detail about that is Baby Yoshi. So playing the game as Peachette is pretty fun, but the problem with that is that if you get hit, you're reduced back to Toadette and you don't get to go do the cool float. Making an entire character a power-up is pretty dang disappointing and really not my cup of tea. I would have wished that Peach would have just been playable, or if they wanted to make a game, make something like Wonder. That's one of the big things about New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, is that it makes me wonder, no pun intended, how, like, how many people are going to go back to this? I know some people I've seen on social media, myself included, anticipated Wonder by replaying this, but it actually just made me so much more excited to see how Wonder will be differently. Like, right off the bat, I'm going to say right now, I played a Wonder demo in Target. I went to Target, they had the Wonder demo in the kiosk, and it felt so different than this game. This game has the ground pound, the triple jump, and like the little spin. But Wonder, Wonder's physics do not feel like this. Wonder feels like a completely different game. It feels more like Mario World and less like New Soup. New Soup has you get to do this little air twirl that gives you a little bonus time. Unless you are playing as Peach or in the squirrel suit, then it propels you upwards and then you get to twirl afterwards and that's fine. But if you don't have a game be like fun and remarkable and stand out, if it's just your run-of-the-fair game, it's fine, but it's run-of-the-mill. It's like it's like if you go to a bakery and the only flavor of cake available is the piece of cake that you're kind of just a little indifferent to. Everyone's tastes are different, but for me, I would say probably vanilla cake with chocolate frosting. Now, if I'm really craving a piece of cake, it's right there. But if there's a red velvet piece of cake or a piece of carrot cake or a piece of chocolate cake with like Oreos in it, I'm going to go for any of those three over just the typical cake. This game is nothing special. It's fun. It's got some cool graphic designs with the Starry Night levels that are really stand out. If they made a whole Mario game look like that, like call it Super Mario Portrait or something, like have Bowser Jr. use his paintbrush and make a painted world, I would be on board with that for a 2D Mario game. One of the reasons I'm excited for Wonder is it is so 
visually different and the music already sounds different yes there are these talking flowers that want to share their thoughts with me every other second but you can even turn them off if you want to wonder just looks charming and fun and i am so excited for it this game made me excited for another game and that is not the mark of a good game so New Super Mario Bros. U is kind of just an average thing. It's fine to play once every few years, but I haven't played it in over 10. And I don't know if I'm going to play it again until like 10 more years from now. It was fine, but nothing worth owning, nothing special. And for $60 is a little bit of a high asking price when there are better $60 games on Switch that you can invest in. So... With that, let's talk about New Luigi U. New Luigi U has a very gripping story. By that, it's the same as New Mario U, except Mario's not there. Mario's hat is just on the table. Mario's hat is just there. Where's Mario? Is Mario in the bathroom? Is Mario dead? Is Mario just not there? Is Mario taking a nap? Did Mario sleep through all this? Is he locked in the bathroom? No one knows, and you never get the answer to that. Mario is just gone. It's Luigi and Two Toads in the original release and Luigi, Two Toads, and Toadette. Toadette and Peachette are now available for every level in New Luigi U. But what is the point of New Luigi U if the story is all the same? You're even playing through the same game. Well, let me answer that. Every level is only 100 seconds long. You start with the clock running against you and you have to dash through it. Every level has been made fundamentally shorter, with boss levels only adding time when you make it to the boss, and even then, if you make it there with only a split second left, the time is still racing against you as you now have to deal with the boss. The quicker you get there, the more time you have against the boss. This fundamentally makes this game interesting, and this is my favorite of the new U games. I will probably play and try to 100% new Luigi U at some point. This game is super fun. It's fun, it's fast-paced, it's different. It incentivizes trying to risk to get star coins versus reward. It is something else. New Luigi U is a really fun platformer, and even though it uses the same assets, here are the reasons why New Luigi U, even using the same assets, are head and shoulders above New Mario U. New Luigi U takes the same graphics, the same levels, and gives them a breath of fresh air in a way that I just can't explain it. New Luigi U just makes these games stand out in such a way that, like, it takes something that I trudged through and got bored with and made it fun and exciting. The new gameplay mechanic shows that sometimes a game just needs a slight twist to go from really good to really fun. And I actually want to keep playing New Luigi U. I did beat both of them, but I highly recommend not going through both back to back. I did find myself feeling burned out by the end of this, but New Luigi New U and having Peachette available makes this game a really fun speedrun style challenge. 
as even though you are going through the same game, it's different enough to make it stand out. It's got just the same levels and everything is different in them, though. The game feels different because the levels are shorter. You may be in the same world, but the layout and the levels feel different. So you may be going through acorn planes again, but the platforms are placed in a way that encourage you to go faster and to try doing trick jumps and to make it through it as quickly as possible. It's really different. There might be levels in the desert that instead of being a two or three minute fair are nothing but sand geysers and you get to the end. Having it be in short bursts makes this game so much more worth it. I found myself beating, if I didn't go for any of the star coins, I found myself beating one or two of the worlds very quickly and very easily just because the levels were so short. I definitely recommend New Luigi U. Even if you have to pick it up on Switch, I highly recommend picking it up on Wii U because it's cheaper. But if you end up picking it up on Switch, this is the mode I recommend playing. New Mario U may be nothing special, but New Luigi U definitely stands out. Just don't play both back to back. That's my only recommendation. But that's it for this episode of Late Night Sprites. Thank you so much for listening, and if you want more, feel free to check out my last episode where I reviewed every game in the Cowabunga collection. If you like to read, then head to latenightsprites.blogspot.com where I just discussed the music of the Super Mario Brothers movie. I'm really excited for Superstars. I'm really excited for Wonder. I'll probably cover them here someday, but for now, I have a little fun holiday-ish episode coming up very soon, so get excited for that. But until then, take care of yourself, take care of your mental health, and until my, you know, I'll just spoil it here, until my Halloween special is ready, which will probably go live on Halloween, I'm probably going to be taking a few days off of this podcast to play those games as well as play spider-man so take care of yourself take care of your mental health i'm homecoming hero and i will be back again soon with more episodes take care